Here we go, folks. We're going to go there again today. I'm not going to let money remain our dirty little secret here any longer in Northern Ireland. I'm going to talk about it again today in this episode. We all need to talk about money if we're going to control it in our lives rather than letting it control us. And it all comes down to our relationship with the stuff. This is episode 84 of the Speed Mentor podcast with me, your host, Gavin Wall. Now, we're taught in Northern Ireland and elsewhere that it's a bad thing to want it in your life and that we must push it away from ourselves. We're taught here, and probably to a lesser extent in England and elsewhere, that only the greedy or only the corrupt or only the lucky have it in their lives. Good people don't want or need it in their lives. Isn't that what we're told? Sure, we're told that it doesn't make you happy in any event, so why would you want it if it doesn't make you happy? And to be honest, I've fallen into that trap a little bit too myself. You always hear me say that all you got to do is look after the success, add the value to others, and that money is the byproduct of that process. Now, if you do those things, you don't have to worry about money. That's what I always tell you. Now, whilst that's true, it's definitely true, I believe on reflection, I've put myself in a little bit of a straitjacket with that narrative. And it has hampered me to be able to talk about money at all so that I can give you the tools that you need to have a healthier relationship with money and so that you're not burdened with all the negative connotations that society places on it. So who, how often um, are we afraid to talk about it? How often do we feel that those negative connotations are foisted upon ourselves so that we can't have that proper relationship with money? Now, I'm going here to a place where I'm a little uncomfortable, if I'm truthful with, with you. Um, So you'll have to bear with me a little bit today. I'm not used to talking about money. I'm only used to talking about success. And you're only used to hearing me talking about success rather than money. So let's start by saying that there's nothing wrong if you want to have financial success in your life. There it is. I've said it. (laughs) In fact, I'm going to take that just a little bit further. There's nothing wrong with having money in your life. You can have money in your life, folks. There's nothing wrong with it. But you need to understand how money works and analyse your relationship with it um, if you are to acquire it, retain it, and then to help it grow. When we don't understand or have a good relationship with it, we don't go looking for the scalable opportunities. We'll make wrong choices and we spend our lives frustrated and unfulfilled as we scrape together a living like most people actually do. Have a hard think about how much money has actually gone through your hands in your lifetime. All the money you've ever earned, all the pocket money, I used to love my pocket money, all the pocket money you had as a child, all the money you had for your birthday or your graduation or that was gifted to you by your parents. Um, Seriously, take a few seconds just to think about how much money you've had in your life. It's probably tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of pounds that you've had through your hands. Loads and loads of money. Yet how come so many people are just three paychecks away from virtual destitution? How can all that money be gone and have so little to show for it? It doesn't make any sense. It's like that saying that money literally goes through your fingers like water or sand. 
Now it's time to start to take back control of your relationship with money and I'm going to start giving you some practical advice on the green stuff to help you change your mindset and break your unproductive relationship with it. Now I've got 20 20 pointers here for you today. It's quite a bit but this is a new topic we're really breaking into it the last couple of weeks and I really want to give you a load of information here so you should maybe grab a a paper and pen for this. There's 20 20, um, pointers I'm going to give you. Number one, money is neither good nor evil. It's just an inanimate object. Any association with feelings, whether they be guilt or guilt for having it or guilt for spending it or envy or greed or all human emotions derive from our own psychological makeup and nothing to do with the actual money itself because money has no feelings. I mean, do you understand? You must understand this stuff. Now, I must say that Rob Moore, uh, my mentor, has an excellent book on this called Money. And I'd highly recommend that you go out and purchase it and read it. In fact, I'm going to do you, give you a wee treat today uh, to show you that money's no object on the Speed Mentor podcast. I'm going to give away six copies of this book to the first six walruses who do a review and then screenshot it and send it over to me. Or if you've already done a review, um, if you do a post with the following two hashtags, hashtag show me the money, hashtag show me the money, and hashtag I am a walrus, so hashtag I am a walrus, and tag me into the post, I'll send a copy of the book, and it's an absolutely fantastic book, it'll really help you sort out your relationship with money, and send it off to the first six people, who either do the review, screenshot that and send it to me, or do a post with hashtag show me the money and hashtag I am a walrus. Remember, walrus has two L's in it, W-A-L-L-R-U-S, don't forget that, and tag me in the post. So there's a great wee giveaway in that one now. Number two, we must learn not to deflect our emotions, good or bad, onto money. Because when we do that, money becomes a delivery mechanism by which we deal with and feed our emotions. So when I used to drink, if I got more money, I'd go partying. When I used to gamble, if I got more money, I used to go gambling more. So some of you might feel needy at times and if you get money in your life, you go on a shopping binge to satiate that desire. It all comes back to feeding our emotions with money. Now number three, don't be a money hater. We all know the saying, money doesn't make you happy. This is shite um, that people uh, who don't know how to make money or how to use money, they say it to try and put you off from wanting it. Of course, it doesn't make you happy. We know that. But not having to worry about it will sure fast track your ability to relax into your life and enjoy it a lot more, in my honest opinion. Now, happiness comes from within. But if you can afford to have a comfortable lifestyle and leave a legacy to your family or do some philanthropic work, if that's what you want to do, why the hell wouldn't you want to do that with money? Number four, you can also use misuse money to deal with other people's emotions. And this is equally corrosive. So, for instance... Um, are you not supportive enough in your relationships? Are you not kind enough? Are you not giving enough time? Are you not giving enough assistance? Or do you use money to replace all of that much more important stuff to replace your love, um, etc. with your money? Don't be doing that. Number five, money only ends up with the greedy people. The rich take it from the poor. is not what we hear? This is a fascinating topic and one which I've discussed in detail in my episode, Winners Produce and Losers Consume, uh, which was episode 63. Now, I must have been on full beans that day as the title was a bit uh, clickbaitish, and uh, 
maybe needs toned down just a little bit. But the theory behind it is absolutely 100% true. I understand, and you need to understand, that money flows to producers. And the producers, they value it, and they value themselves. And it is paid by the consumers who don't value money, and don't usually value themselves adequately enough to produce. That is absolutely the key. That's the kernel to this. This stuff should be making sense to you, hopefully. Number six, money is a virtually limitless resource, yet so many people have a scarcity mindset around it. Some, Some never spend it for fear of not being able to attract it again. You might be like me and have lost everything at one stage in your life, so you're a little bit more conscious about protecting the downside. But do not let that develop in yourself a scarcity mindset. Be generous to those around you. Spend money, but spend it sensibly. Or should I say, invest it sensibly, and you can attract more money to you. Nobody likes a skinflint. Um, so you got to give to receive. Number seven, undervaluing yourself and deflecting that onto money. This is something you must avoid. Like I have a mentee who's more than doubled his billing rate after starting to value himself, which incidentally came from attending one of my courses. Now, he's doubled his billing rate and is getting even more work than he had before. Now, we are blocking, as people, we are blocking out higher value deals because we're so busy dealing with the shit um, because we fear that if we cut out um, those clients who cause us 80% of the problems for only 20% of the return, that we mightn't get new work. It's the old Pareto principle in reverse there, folks. If there's one thing you should do today, it's to cut those lower paying jobs that have the higher amount of hassle and take up so much of your time and save that time and pump it into marketing yourself and marketing your own business. Now, my mentee's work hasn't changed. The one who's doubled um, uh, their their, uh, billing rate, just his perception of himself and his his relationship with money. He now believes that he's worth it. So stop the lower value work. As soon as you do that, you'll start to attract more higher value work into your life. Like I've had to do this too. I had to go to Rob Moore and pay him to release me from the bind I had in myself in that I couldn't charge for my extensive mentorship as I felt guilty for charging for something which I enjoyed and was good at. I know it sounds crazy. I'm saying it now and I can't believe I thought it at the time. But lots of us are trapped in that conundrum. Number eight, treat money with respect at all times and treat it like you've earned it. As I've said on a LinkedIn post about lottery winners before, got a bit of grief about that one. When you look into money or you inherit it, there's often a lot of emotional baggage that comes with that and you can either be afraid to spend it, become suspicious of, suspicious of those around you that are only interested in you because of the money or spend it like you've never earned it, which you haven't. <laughs> And therefore, you haven't built up the skills that are required to attract and retain money and have that good and solid relationship with it. So your your journey with money can be short-lived. So it doesn't matter how you've acquired it. You must respect it and treat it like you've earned it. Number nine, rather than thinking about money as a single transaction, we need to understand that it is actually a flow. There are all sorts of descriptions um, of money and it's mo- and money supply, M1, M2 and M3 supply for anyone who's done economics uh, like I have. Um, but when it is spent, it does not die. 
This is what you have to understand. When it's spent, it does not die. It gets recycled. It's getting cycled onto the producers, for God's sake. It gets recycled and reused in other ways. And more and more of it goes back to those pesky producers like me. Need to understand that, folks. Please, please, please. The consumers spend it, and that's where it terminates for them. But the producer receives it. And more often than not, the producer recycles it into some other form of of production, which the consumer again purchases and so more and more of it flows back time and again to the producer. As you can now see, the key to successful acquisition of money is not about how to get a bit of a pay rise, which will usually only be spent in any event, but it is actually about understanding how to become a producer. Number 10. How do you manage your money? Here are a few things to think about. You have an emergency fund to help you in an extreme situation in extremis. You have an emergency fund. If you don't, you must get one. Do you save any money? If you don't, you must start. Do you help money flow to others, such as charities? If you don't, you must start. Uh, Don't be afraid to do that, even if you're struggling. I mean, just think about how you can showcase it, as I outlined in yesterday's episode. Look, be grateful when you receive it. Don't just be waiting to blow it as soon as you receive it. Are you taking advantage of all your tax-free savings and pensions, etc.? Uh, maybe follow somebody like Martin Lewis closely for all of this stuff to help you with your financial management. Look, I'll probably come back to all this that one in number 10. I'll probably come back and do a whole episode on money management itself at some stage soon, but just be thinking about how you're managing it. Number 11, when you receive money, you have provided value. That's why you receive it. Think about providing more value and you'll receive more of it. It's simple. Like I, oh, I once overheard uh, someone say, Don't be seduced by money, let it be seduced by you. Now, offer your ideas, your innovation, your team, your project to the world, showcase them all, get it up on social and let the world and money be seduced by you. Remember, there's trillions of it out there. How much are you trying to seduce for your own project? Is it a million? Is it a hundred thousand? Is it a thousand? um, It's minute in the scheme of what's out there. But you got to seduce it. Um, but a word of warning, make sure that you seduce it with integrity and not false promises because you'll never seduce it again if you seduce it with false promises. Number 12, I've seen people I've worked with, talented people, just give it all away or give away all their time and not ask money because there's an unconscious neediness or unworthiness within themselves. Don't be like this. Know your own worth. Number 13. Money is not working when it's not moving. Now, the measure of actual money is based on its velocity. If it's sitting in your account doing nothing, then it's being worked and used by somebody else. Don't let your money settle. Number 14. One of the reasons you should always have money uh, to the ready is because of its evidence by what Warren Buffett said. Be fearful when others are greedy. Be greedy when others are fearful. I'm just going to say that again. Warren Buffett said, Be fearful when others are greedy. Be greedy when others are fearful. Your single biggest opportunity to increase your wealth will likely be when there's a once in a lifetime or maybe once in a decade crash happens in the markets or in property or whatever like we had 10 years ago here. Now you'll know it because the markets will be in panic. That's when you should buy So you need to have the money for that eventuality. That's your rainy day emergency fund. 
could be used on that as long as assuming it's not being used to bail you out of the crash itself. Number 15, I'll add something here that I didn't do when I was in my 30s and success and money was coming very easily to me during that period of time. Always protect the downside, which is something I've learned from checking in with Richard Branson and following some of his stuff now. Always protect the downside. And I didn't do that in the 30s and consequently lost everything. Number 16, don't compare yourself to others. Um, They may have had a different starting point to you. Benchmark fucking hard. Benchmark fucking hard against yourself, though. Be tough on yourself. How can you double your own money this year? How can you double your own money this year? Have a good hard think about that. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Number 17, who's got money and what can you do for them? If you spend your time thinking about who's got money and what can you do for them to make a difference for them, to maybe ease a pain point for them, to maybe make their time uh, more profitable, that's a great way to find out um, how to get money for yourself. Now, number 18, work out your hourly rate. Now, we talked about this in an earlier episode. If you own a business, uh, take the profitability of that business, divide it by how many hours you work to get your hourly rate and then start stripping out all the tasks that you do that are worth less than that hourly rate and leverage those tasks to the other people. And then you can move up and start doing higher value added tasks. Number 19, think about JVs or strategic partnership with banks or other financial houses or other people who've got money. Think about what you can bring to them, maybe in a project, and do a JV with them. And then lastly, number 20, don't spend beyond your means um, in trying to keep up with the Joneses. Uh, Gary V coined this one very well. He said, spending on stuff you can't afford to impress people who you don't even like. And actually, I did an, uh, an episode about that, but Gary V nailed it on the head with that wee saying. So, don't spend beyond your means, folks. There you have it. 20 pointers on how to manage yourself and how to manage your relationship with money and how to manage money itself. Let's change the narrative around money. I'm going to be pushing harder at that I want all of you to be able to talk about money more freely like we do, just like we do on Walrus Island, where we buy and sell with our own cryptocurrency called Wallcoin, um, which moves totally frictionlessly, um, creating higher velocity and greater wealth for all the inhabitants of Walrus Island. Now, over on Dickhead Island that you've heard me talk about before, um, in an earlier episode, they still use pound notes, for God's sake, and there's a lot of friction around money because none of them want the other dwellers of Dickhead Island to have any money because they don't. So there's a lot of envy over on Dickhead Island around money. If you've enjoyed this free resource, please subscribe and leave a review as they really do make a difference to this local voice. Today is our Unstoppable Mindset and Gorilla Gold Set uh, go, um, gold setting event in the um, Bullet Hotel. There are only two tickets left, so get yourself booked right away if you want to change your life forever and set out a new path of enlightenment. Join me and 40 other like-minded people who'll be getting a dose of the secret salt tonight. Our secret salt? (laughs) Oof, that would be a bit salty. The secret sauce at the Bullet Hotel from uh, 7pm to 9.30pm. Do not, I'm telling you folks, there's two tickets left. Do not miss out a event. That'll be the start of a change of your life. Anyway, you know what's going to happen now. Think about it hard. You really do know what's going to happen. Money, money, money Must be funny In a rich man's world Da-na Na-na-na 
All the things I could do If I had a little money In a rich man's world You want to be a rich man Or a poor man or a poor, That's another song altogether. If you want to be a rich man Or a rich woman It's your choice <laughs> <laughs>